What are you trying to get crazy with this, see? Don't you know I'm loco? Loco? It never gets old. No. Listen, like, jump around. Yeah. Uh. How long is this intro? I don't know, but I need more of that scratch table. On the flam, boy, his temper just tossed that ham in the frying pan like spam. Done when I come and slam. You ever have spam? I'm gonna spam is disgusting. The lights are blinking. I'm thinking it's all over when I go out drinking. Oh, making my mind I didn't realize the beginning of this song is that long. Yeah, I, I was like, where's the chorus line? What's happening? <laughs> Here we go. Insane in the brain. Insane in the brain. I'm insane. Got no well, brain. Cypress Hill. Mm. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's <laughs> insane in the membrane. Why is it the music from our generation is just phenomenal? It, it hits different. See, I was thinking, I was thinking that. There was a, a, a generation above this that was like, what is this glorious noise? It's <laughs> <laughs> coming out of this podcast. What's wrong with these kids? <laughs> yeah. No, and uh, this is the Dadvocacy Podcast, and I'm Ryan. I'm Tristan. We got special guests with us today. Uh, Mr. Corey Haskins is with us. How are you? Yeah. So uh, we have Leo also. Uh, Leo's here. Uh, potentially a junior yeah. might be uh, popping in to say hey. Yeah. So we got lots. Um, pretty awesome, loaded topic today, too, but we'll. Cut the BS on the front end. No, a little we're not bit short. It yet. A little bit something. short. No, we got some stuff, but we'll cut a little bit short. I mean, no, I had questions for you anyway. Okay. All right. What have you been making for dinner? Because I haven't seen anything on Facebook. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's start with that. Hold it. I'm not eating anymore. Um, <laughs> dude, honestly, like I've kind of gone. You're an oxygenarian. <sighs> the best Fasting. thing I made recently was like meatballs and it's like spaghetti meatballs, but I used elk. That was mm. bomb. Mm. But like really lately, I've been kind of. I'll make like two meals and then like eat leftovers a lot. Dude, the heat but, kills making dude, one of my food. I'm hungry. Yeah. 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 I'm really and hungry. Tired. Um, or like for lunch, I've been really lazy. <laughs> and it's like I literally will pop a can of like albacore tuna fish. Wow. <laughs> and like lettuce. <laughs> There's my lunch. Like awesome. I'll like throw like a little, um, I don't know if you've had it from Costco, like the bitchin' sauce. I don't know. Like it's, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's like all almond based or nut based, like, but it's got like right. chipotle peppers and stuff. That'd in it. kill me. It's super good. It's awesome. Cause it's almond. Remember my almond oh. thing? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm allergic to it at 42 years old. Almond. <laughs> you, uh, it was very random. Dude, it just happened. Yeah. yeah. Literally just happened. Yeah, it's like almonds and sunflower seeds. Yeah. It's super no, weird. sunflower seeds are okay for me, yeah. but almonds. Yeah. Just I'm done. And, uh, anyway, <laughs> so I mix those together and, uh, there's my, my, my lunch. Crazy. <laughs> or I'll do it with like a can of chicken. Complex. Trying to just like okay. stay uh, on the protein side of things and not go too okay. crazy. I so I, I was going to ask you earlier if you've seen The Tomorrow War, but I know you haven't. Because <laughs> you know I don't watch a lot of movies yeah. TV. Corey? The Tomorrow you War. Seen? Say, the, say, the, say the title again. This will probably give you your answer. But. Yeah. The Tomorrow War. If that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. It was so good. The Tomorrow War. Nope. Wow, we have a we Luna's have a hustle Corey's box. a cat whisperer. What yeah. just happened? Luna, Luna's just, just like okay. she doesn't do that, dude. No, she did it to me like at first, and now it's, she kind of avoids me. It's the night voice. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, what's up? What's She's up? Like, Hello, I'm kitty. That's Eartha, awesome. Eartha Kitty Ooh, over there. He, she likes you. <laughs> That's so weird, dude. She doesn't do that at all. Cat whisperer. I'm glad you're not allergic. Yeah. Yeah. 
that. Or we should ask that. Didn't, didn't we didn't. We didn't ask. Yeah. <laughs> Are you allergic to cats? This will be one of those weird, like, last transmissions before death. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Anything you want to say to your kids? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hi, booby bear. Hi, buddy. Nice. <laughs> Watch out for the wires, Luna. Yep. They can listen to this until probably Junior shows up. Don't you go over there. Don't, <laughs> don't you be bad cat. She's like, I'm going to jump on that we keyboard. I'm going to jump gonna on that be, keyboard. No, we can't. I got to We're going to fight her. There we go. There we go. Corey did the right thing. Don't, don't you I wish this was on Facebook Live right she, now. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to mess everything up. All right. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, Tomorrow War was great, dude. Uh, Chris Pratt. Mm. Yeah. Chris Pratt fan. Chris. Totally, totally solid. I better. rushed the whole way. Pride of Pacific Northwest. Yep. Lake Stevens High School grad. Nice. That's what's up. Dude, I mean. Steady. His career has just been like a steady. A steady rise, yeah. yeah. Incline. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And uh, especially for like kind of having the principles that he does and then like having a life of faith in Hollywood. Oh, dude. Like how is he still around? It hasn't been ran out on rails. I don't know. Sure. But it's pretty awesome to watch his, his career take off. Oh, yeah. His, his transformation. Dude, yeah, like, too. like from Andy to uh, from Andy off of uh, Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I watched a couple different like you know videos with him on it, and they're like, "Oh, how'd you, how'd you do it? How'd you do it?" And he's like, "You know, you got to sacrifice the things you love." <laughs> that's, yeah. that's it. There's no you got to like do it. It's true. People, but people don't want to do that. They don't want to actually. Okay, I'm yeah. I'm gonna do it. Yep. Yeah. They went the easier route. I think I would. True. I would say it's because he was a wrestler in high school. It's legit. If you go back to Washington State records. So he loves spandex? No. Well, maybe. <laughs> you but know. I mean, he was a, yeah, he's an all-state wrestler. Just saying. He could probably he probably cut weight pretty pretty well even as an adult. But Yeah. yeah. His, uh, you know, I'm sure it was a diet, diet nutrition exercise I'm, type of. I mean, I'm totally. sure that there's like the Hollywood backstage magicians sure. that. Do their thing. Maybe a little bit. A few shots here and there, maybe. No, I mean, totally. But. <laughs> I'm excited to see how they try to pull off. Um, was it Chris Hemsworth that's going to be Hogan? It's going to be Hollywood Hulk Hogan. What? Really? No. In the movie no. about Hogan. What? Yeah. So I've been, Who's I've been playing seeing Macho these. Man is a question. You're right. You're right. It's going to be amazing. I would cast Chris nope. Pratt, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> you know, you know it's going to be hard, though. Oh, man. You know what? With the right more Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Dude, he would be Hacksaw. Oh, oh yeah. My no, gosh. he does. Yeah, that's, that's a yeah. striking resemblance with the right mm-hmm. light and makeup. It can and then be. you could do like the big boss man would be like Chuck Liddell. <laughs> yeah, who He'd plays Andre? A little fatter. Yeah. But. Who plays Andre the Giant? I mean, Hulk and him had a great relationship. I, know. I mean, I, I mean, what's the go-to? The go-to would have to be like the Big Show, right? But that you couldn't. He, you'd have to, nobody, not, is he big he, enough? There's the nobody mountain? that can Could Andre you do the like Andre. Just yeah. let have Thor like just put on like a bunch of fat and let him play Andre. Like the mountain would be close. That'd be crazy. The mountain would definitely be closer. So random neat that's, thing, yeah, that's The hard. Rock called him Uncle Andre. Yeah. Mm. Because he grew up with him. Yeah, because his dad was a pro wrestler. Yeah. yeah. The Rock's dad, yeah. That's Super tough. cool. Dwayne Johnson's my, my hero. <laughs> he is? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yep. I was a big his time kids, wrestling fan as a kid, too. His kids are like both like this close to my kids, too. So it's been kind of cool because I follow, you know, his page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like watching our kids. That's Same time, cool. it's kind of neat, you know, seeing him venture through fatherhood if you will at the same time as me <laughs> he is a nice. good social media follow i mean like he doesn't, oh, man, put, he doesn't a, put a lot a of stuff out social there media follow he's it, not he's so, not super political yeah. I, I don't like when he yeah. does because i'm like dude just just leave it alone don't ruin my idea of you yeah don't go I like you yeah. too much <laughs> don't post about yeah. this he is um exceptionally exceptionally good at planning 
how he does his social media. Yeah. Mm. I think he's very, sure. and it helps he's incredibly charismatic. Oh, yeah. I mean, and More he never than, did play a heel when he was a wrestler. Like, very, I mean, it, if he was a heel, yeah. he was the likable heel. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he was more of the it's a, like kind of the baby face. stuck up jerk more than he was a heel. <laughs> like he wasn't the evil dude that it is. It's amazing to yeah. see his persona, yeah, and then him. He's more like, like Rick Flair. Like Ric Flair was yeah. never the heel, but he was just the dude that like people you didn't like. Like he was a jerk, but he was Ric Flair. That's Ric Flair Woo! as a right yeah. two claps and a Ric Flair. You can't help. That's. Do you think that people do that worldwide? Ric Flair, the woo. Like if you, like if you, if somebody did that in, like, say, a subway in Hong Kong, absolutely, they you would think know. that you would hear like an echo. Yeah, nature ball. Of back, of the, of I think back. maybe twenty years ago, yes. You don't yeah. think now though? No, I, oh, yeah, I, I, I think so many I people are so in Japan. I mean, what I still kids think so. know Ric Flair? Oh, Ric Flair is or uh, Jake yeah, the Snake. But, uh, well, but uh, okay, so but like, what? Ultimate how many Warrior. kids would know like the? I'm rich, bitch. Right? Like the Dave Chappelle. The Chappelle show, Dave right? Chappelle. <laughs> but you still hear it. Getting, getting dropped like every the, now and the then. Kobe so, got yeah, started. Kobe. Kobe. <laughs> we did that all the time. How many people don't know yeah. what that's from? Mm-hmm. And that sketch. That episode, that sketch yeah, is like, like man. Yeah. That's classic. Yeah. Or even the Clayton Bigsby one. Like, Oh, man. <laughs> I, it, you, you knew it was going to be crazy by the intro when he was like, you know, I showed this to a couple of friends and they looked at me like I had set black people back. <laughs> 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 just by a comedy sketch. And I was like, oh, this is about to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be good stuff. Stuff that only Chappelle could get away with too. I mean, like his stand up that killing him softly stand up that came out like the late nineties or oh two thousand is an all time. Like that's a top 10 set. Like if comedy stand up, mm-hmm. it is yep. so hard. Like it's just so funny and it still is funny today. You know, like, so I've got a couple favorites, Aerie Spears. Yeah, I love Aries, man. His yeah. his impression of LL Cool J and his rap, and dude, <laughs> I, I love it when when he's like in the middle of the stage and he sees like Shaq walk in, and he just dogs on Shaq the or entire his, time. His Carl Malone, <laughs> yeah, his Carl Malone's yeah. perfect. Dude, I mean, Aries is amazing, right? And then like, yeah. I can't help it. I love Cat Williams. Cat, it's pimpin uh, pimpin. Yeah, his, his early stuff is, is the better stuff. Later stuff is garbage. Like DL Hughley <clears throat> was pretty good. I thought he was legit. Like, yeah. He was yeah, DL back, yeah, back when he was really, and that's like, early. Him and then uh, Steve Harvey, a, Steve Harvey yeah, before they got that's their TV such shows. A different style of it's it, comedic it's, performance. It's so differently. It's, it's, it's like Eddie different. Eddie Murphy was freaking hilarious. Well, I mean, so yeah, okay, but he so, was dirty too. Those two stand-ups, <laughs> the Ron hilarious stand-ups. Bob Saget. You, you can't keep those two out right. of top ten of all time. Oh yeah, you can't. stand-ups. Yeah. You can't. Eddie Murphy. Same At least one of the two has to be in top ten. Like Robin right. Williams. Oh, I mean, oh Robin man, too. dude. Well, I mean, like Classic. when you, you I look like, at these characters, peed myself with Robin Williams laughing. Like, yeah. What? But when you grow up with characters like on TV that you grew up with, right? Bob Saget, Fred <laughs> Yeah. And then you <laughs> hear Danny Tanner, and, and then you hear him talk, and you're like, <laughs> "Who is this guy? This <laughs> is not the same person. <laughs> this is not Danny Tanner. <laughs> oh, he's a, he's he a, is dirty. He's probably one of the dirtiest comics in the in the game, and. You know, you got to respect him because he's been around. It's for, like, uh, it blows your mind. What was the one that, um, oh, crush. She's like, he's from New Jersey. I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, Andrew Dice Clay. Andrew oh, Dice Clay. Oh, yeah. Back yep. The oh. shock, the original yeah. shocking comedy that mm-hmm. oh. Dice Clay did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like pissing people off. And yeah. And that was, was like causing boycotts and <laughs> phone like calls. Louis C.K. was hilarious. <laughs> and then he got canceled for a while. And then, I mean, rightfully, some of the stuff he was doing was not. Yeah. See, I guess that's kind of the thing, right? Is like, I think, you know, you see people that get 
get ahead really well by doing that kind of that shock yeah. slapstick humor that that does gain a lot of like momentum quickly. Sure. But then you get to the point where, like for example, uh, Family Guy, right? It's so like the like Family mm-hmm, Guy yeah. the shows like the first couple of seasons. It was like it got canceled. The creativity with 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 the jokes was pretty amazing from top to bottom. Yeah. yeah. But then as they got further, it was like. All you Scratch got is three burn. three types of jokes, right? It's yeah. like the, the same three types of jokes, and most of them involve, you know, some sort of homophobia or a sexual assault, or and, you know, bashing so on religion just, of some kind or right. whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's like if you can't, you got to start with easy pickings. If you back yourself into that corner where shock's the only thing you got, right? Yeah, then you're not gonna. I mean, that's right. You're gonna get to a point where you you eventually. Offend, offend people, which is hard yeah. to say. Well, that's why I like, you know, and, I like and then you, and then you lose everything. I think South Park right? has lasted so long because it really is smart. Like, like it South is a it smart is. show. It's, well, dude, yeah, but Family Guy's had what? How many? Uh, how many seasons now? Twenty something easily. I, I think so. Somewhere between Family Guy was canceled for two years, and then yeah. they brought yeah, it back. They, brought like, it back. they, they made movies three, like one, two, so, three. Yeah, but you gotta think there was Family Guy. Then you've got American Dad that branched off, right? Then you got the Cleveland show, and that Cleveland show is amazing. American Dad was never part of Family Guy. Cleveland no, show no, no, just the to- oh, okay. to- but the same, yeah, yeah, crew, same crew, right? Seth MacFarlane, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the, the yeah. MacFarlane crew, which, like, I mean, with the movies and everything at this point, I mean, wow, yeah, I mean, hasn't he? Didn't he win like Emmys and stuff because of like the Lots of them. musical scores and all yeah. that that are taken? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty remarkable for. Well, I mean, well, dude, no, like same with South Park. But South Park, they won <laughs> with the Book of Mormon. Like they got Tony Awards. Like they, they went on Broadway. Yeah, a whole Broadway show. <laughs> There are 369 well, could, episodes could of Family it, Guy. Could that be why yep. people wow. are okay with South, South Park? Park? Is because it's the right type of smart farcical. It's because humor they are an equal opportunity can, offender. Yeah, there's no. They don't. Yeah. There's no. Yeah. There's nobody no that's safe. getting safe. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. no one's Thrones. safe. Everyone's gonna <laughs> yeah. get roasted. Yeah. Somebody's gonna get like ripped at some point, and you yeah. might as well. well I mean, for it to yeah, exactly. And you're guaranteed to get ripped if you say South Park offends you. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Guaranteed. We want yep. can't we want South Park cancel. Guess what? You're going to be now the next butt of South Park's joke. Yeah. Twenty four like seasons of South invitation. Park. For, for example, what was it? Taco flavored kisses. Oh, this <laughs> Jennifer Lopez episode. Uh, like the more. I mean, I always go back to that Mormon episode. Oh my gosh! And like, if you have Mormon friends, like I read oh, a that book. Was amazing. I read a book called The Godmakers, which is about Mormon faith. And you know, it was like because I always wanted to say it because I had like friends that were Mormon, and. I go and watch that episode. And my buddy who was Mormon in college, he's like, dude, I'm telling you, I go to Mormon church every Sunday. That is what happens. That is what happens. Oh. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, I, you know, there's a, I've heard a cup. I, so I didn't know a whole lot about, and I still do not know a whole lot about the religion specifically, but I heard a couple of things recently where I was like, they do that. Uh, I don't know. Something about checks on like they check to make sure that, a female is a, is a virgin, is a virgin. Yeah. dude. So, oh, a there member, so a church member like will perform a procedure. Yeah. Of something. There's like a specific there was something about the undergarment where, too. After yeah. the initial yeah. Yeah. deflowering, yeah, yeah. And so it's like a, it's like a like they check to make sure you're not lying about being a virgin before you get married. So there's um, um some, so, yeah. but yeah. Uh, you know, have to have like a financial like, dude, if you amount well, to be able to have as many children so, as they and, do. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. That's just something that was told to me recently. I, there's no way I have enough knowledge to yeah. say this is actually what's happening. Yeah. But that was what I was told. So whether it's rumor or truth, that's what I was told was there's a, well, there's a, a systems either. check that, <laughs> yeah. that occurs with 
young females. There is a uh, uh, huge yes. TikTok presence for Mormon stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Where they come out there, there are people who are like, I was reading this and I, I don't remember the name of the book or whatever they were reading, but it's like doctrines or whatever that they were reading about. And they were like, I can't fathom that this was real. And they're the right. people from the church saying, I never knew until I knew. And then they were like, they were out. Yeah. Right. You weren't allowed to, oh, ask, you're not allowed to ask questions. I mean, they have amazing family life. <laughs> yeah. I, I assume their family life is amazing because they're yeah. great people. I was just yeah, going to say really some, nice. some of the very, very best people. Yeah. Know, generous. Are, are very LDS, generous. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, incredible stand up people that will, uh, won't walk over you if you are homeless. Yeah. Type of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, they're great they, people. They're going to help you no matter what. Yep. Uh, so I, I would say that for sure. But my, neighbor, my neighbor is and their whole family mm-hmm. is LDS. And I mean. And they're just good people. They are. Yeah. 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 You know, there's a joke, right? You never take one Mormon fishing, right? Why? He'll drink all your beer. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. That's why you always take That's two. A, yeah. Always take two fishing. <laughs> Crazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Man, the way you loaded that was like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is good. about to be good. And then, you know, right? Right. Especially yeah. when a Mormon told me that joke. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, that just, that's perfect. I think that's where the best jokes come from. <laughs> oh, for sure. When they're the true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, uh, he would, this was the good old days of Boise State. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. So as we kind of roll in, I guess, towards our time. Ryan really wants to get there. Well, I, th- I think <laughs> we got a lot. We got a lot there. So, sure. um, you know, kind of if you want to explain what you do, because I know we kind of preface this before we start talking about, sure. we're talking about mental health today and uh, it's kind of a topic we've wanted to do for a long time. And yeah. I wanted to make sure and have the right guests that could probably speak to this better than Tristan or myself. I mean, as far as like our basic understanding of it, because you are in that profession to where you are tied to the mental health field. Sure. Well, it's Corey, what did you do? I mean, what's your background? Um, okay, so right uh, right now, I am the Chief Administrative Officer of Beyond Behavioral Health. Um, we are an outpatient facility that does mental health outpatient and intensive outpatient substance use disorder treatment. Um, we kind of specialize in co-occurring disorders if you, or dual, di- dual diagnosis is sometimes what it's called. That's somebody okay. that has a... Um, an addiction, I'll say an addiction problem of some sort. You want to sort. plug your contact info too, feel free. Like, sure. Oh yeah. This so like a business a plug? Shameless plug. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> right. So yeah, I mean, if, if basically we handle both mental health and substance use disorder issues or those that are um, occurring together, which is called co-occurring. Which how often does that really, I mean, is that prevalent? Fairly, fairly common? Uh, or is it becoming more common? So, okay. So if I said eight out of 10 on the light side, that would only be, I'm going to preface it by saying, uh, there's a tremendous amount of kind of gray area when it comes to, well, which came first, Yeah, the, the, the mental health disorder or the, or the, or the substance use disorder or which, which was the first or what caused the, right. Uh, mm-hmm. you kind of hear this idea of, well, did they both exist or was one, did one kind of sure. create and cause the other? So, uh, I mean, in my experience, I would say that there's a huge correlation, probably eight out of every 10 people have a, that have an addiction disorder, uh, have a mental health disorder, uh, you know, of some, some sort. Yeah. Yeah. On the other side, that's, that's very, very, very common. Now, if I was to flip that and say people with a mental health, health disorder, how many of them have a substance use disorder problem? 
then I think it's like the opposite. You see, you only mm. see like two or three. Huh. So yeah, I see it. I see it swing hard like both, both ways. Yeah. You know. Interesting. So so continue, sorry. Continue on your yeah. your uh, yeah um, bona fides. Well, yeah. So um, <laughs> basically, we 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 serve a difficult population of all ages. Um, yeah. You know, our clinicians can range um, ages anywhere from. I mean, I would say five on up. Okay. You know, five. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, probably in, in, in conjunction with parents and, and some, some other stuff going on, but you know, we, we have someone in, in, in waiting that's coming on real quick. That's going to be uh, specializing in, in children, young children and, and teens. Is that, is that so. more in like the, the play setting or using art therapy or is that going to be like kind of more yeah. intensive? Okay. Awesome. Nice name. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. good. Art therapy, right? I've so, been researching. Yeah. So, so, so the canned, the canned corporate response here would be, um, evidence, evidence-based practice would be used only okay. in correlation with a person centered approach. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> what I, <laughs> but right. So, so what I will say is that, I mean, you, the, can we, yeah, we know. Yep. Pause, pause it real fast. Yep. Hold on. <laughs> Bodies in the floor. So <laughs> we're back. Back. My so son was running up the stairs um, <laughs> with his hands in the walls like a freaking ninja or something. I, I only picture it like you know when you put your hands. He was, your, was he Naruto running up the that's stairs? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> like like right, oh Naruto, yeah, guess, with his hands behind his back. Then he planted, hit the wall. I guess grabbed the family picture. <gasps> Dropped it all the way down the stairs, and that was the boom. Oh, I liked it. <laughs> I like how we, <laughs> all, we, we all kind of paused for a, that one too. Like it was but, so loud, though. It was, it was, so, it was so loud. loud. So, you could tell we're all parents because we waited for the the squeal. Yeah, yeah we, it was like thump crash, and we're all like, "Do we care?" It's <laughs> like, oh, yep, we care. We care. Yeah. Damn it! It's too big of a sound care. to not care. Yeah, like, oh, like wind up the siren. You know, like, if there wasn't. <laughs> If there wasn't the sound of like the glass breaking with it, we probably would have just sat here and been like, whatever. Yeah, that was keys, by the way. Oh, it was, that, keys? It was keys. Okay, so, okay, so it sounded like glass. Yeah, no, that's right? what I said. Like, I'm like, like, oh, we had like a foley artist like do a car crash yeah. upstairs or something. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. so great. Like, yeah. wow. that's a big boom for right? just a picture. And that keys. was interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, it was. It was those moments where you're. It's too loud to ignore. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think that's what that was. That's what, yeah. that's what good parenting does. Yeah. Good, too loud to ignore. <laughs> I was so and then too quiet to <laughs> ignore. Too ignore yeah. Yeah, right. You got two of them. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> it's either like, that was not only too loud, but are they dead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. probably responding. How many stairs did he go <laughs> yeah. down? Dad, there's so much blood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's glass everywhere. <laughs> like, I'm bleeding. Oh. Gosh. All right. Wow. So I guess we were still talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind yeah. Of, uh, you. Continue. So <laughs> my, my background is, uh, you know, you know, I have a, obviously if, you know, a past family background, you know, that has, you know, some, some, some addiction issues in it. And then, uh, I went to college for addiction counseling. Okay. Um, did what I would say fairly well, you know, uh, where I, I made some success out of it and then um, helped branch off from where I was with um, my you know, now two partners Yeah, uh, to make Beyond Behavioral Health. So cool. Not a clinician anymore, but. You're on the administrative I'm on the, side. Yeah, the, yeah, but I do all, you know, so I'll do all the advertising and marketing, obviously, all that, all <laughs> the, you know, the networking and all that. But yeah, um, I also do all the, 
insurance verification and billing and reconciliation and accounting and all that, you know, and basically everything from top to bottom, the girls and, uh, you know, the guys that we have working for us, they, they just do the clinical work and I kind of do every, everything else. Like without, <laughs> right. I don't want to yeah, sound you, pompous <clears throat> or anything like that. No, so don't but, take yeah, that way, but you still have, you know, like, I'm a jack of all trades, so to speak, because we are not so gigantic that I have, you know, that we have an assistant, a, a biller, a, a tele, you know what I mean? Like sure. We're, mm-hmm. we're still very small. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I mean, not building. small, but you're still. You're, it's yeah. a fledgling company right now. So yeah, a building that's practice. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a definitely a building practice. How fast that's building is literally, <laughs> it's alarming and remarkable to be a part of it. I guess has the, the last way. year and a half of things played into that. Tremendously. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I hate to say because uh, I I feel as though so many people are. <laughs> Oh man, pulling the COVID card. I'm going to call it the COVID card. Yeah. COVID card, COVID card, right? Um, what I will say is that we we started August 1st of 2020, right in the middle of COVID. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, getting the, uh, you know, all the entities that are involved with community mental health and community wellness and behavioral health, substance use treatment, all that stuff, getting everybody on board with like a whole, wow, you, you, you know, you, whoa, you three went and did this. This is, it's big. You know, I knew that people were going to be like, who are you? Who are you? No way with you. You did that. Like so many people were like, oh, that's, you should have done this a long time ago, (laughs) you know, kind of, kind of effect. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, who cares about COVID? Right. Like yeah. we'll do everything telehealth. You know, that's an easy thing right now. Um, very convenient, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and uh, COVID is to thank for that. Yeah. Just for the record. I mean, you it know, does kind of set things into motion to oh, allow yeah. that to happen. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, we literally it literally ushered in a new era of if you are not a business person that is online and, dire- and directly involved with social media and telecommunication services with how you do business. You're kind of irrelevant. You, you're out. Yeah. yeah. You're out. Is, is, and if you. If you didn't know you were out before, you definitely know you're you're oh, out. Yeah. You're out. You're, now. you're gone. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. if you didn't switch over, you 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 lost your business. Yeah. yeah. You know. And so, you know, what I can say is that the, the initial response wasn't as overwhelming as what I thought, just because sure. you know uh, it, the situation. But the other side of that is when things started to lighten up, it it changed dramatically, and the need for mental health specifically is, I mean, it's greater than I ever thought. And I've been involved in treatment as an office manager or a a counselor or an officer or something. You know what I mean? Like I've been involved Mm -hmm. in treatment and prevention for since 2008, you know, and I've never seen or encountered this much mental health need ever, ever. It's unprecedented. And now it stretches to the kids. Yeah. You know, you you know, you never would have, uh, we never would have thought about what it would have done to our childhoods. Like, so for example, uh, you know, my son, Samuel, his first year of school, kindergarten, the, in my opinion, the most important social foundation you have for life. It's your baptism. comes from kindergarten, right? Like you learn what friends are, how to be friends, how to speak, how to, how to take turns, like all these things that are socially involved, complex things, you know, that you actually need so much more of those things later on in life, you know, and to see Samuel have to, uh, you know, report through a screen and not report at all. And then when you do report, you got the masks and the, this and the, that, that, 
just makes it so that, you know, you they can't. They were reporting with masks on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Through a screen. Like, no, 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 not through the screen. Okay. But like then once they reported in person, yeah, of course, they, 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 you know, they have the masks, masks and, the, and the sheets and the, okay. you know, and so it's just, it, it's. <sighs> Different dynamic. Well, and man, I'm not a kid, so maybe he was just like, this is awesome. But like in my mind, I'm, I'm kind of like, mm, this, I feel like this is not good for your, yeah. your future. Right. It's, well, I mean, it's, if a you storm, it's a storm brewing. I yeah, mean, part, yeah, part of yeah. part of communication is seeing someone's facial expressions. Yeah, uh, and when you when you hide that, I mean, what are these these little kids getting? And really, that's that's the question, right? Yeah, well, you're not just like letting sure. an introvert be an introvert. You're letting an introvert like multi, like magnify. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, exponentially. Which I mean, too much of a thing yeah. is not a good thing. Right? I mean, yeah. well, too much of anything uh, couldn't be a good thing. You, you know. Yes and okay. no. So if <laughs> if uh, everybody tries to be unique, are, are you really is anybody? Yeah, it's true. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like when you're you're that person that is uniquely introverted, and yeah. everybody around you all of a sudden becomes forcibly uniquely introverted <laughs> because yeah. of that, then I can you see have no how, identity. Yeah. Right? Then yeah. maybe you lose track of who you right. Like any other maybe adult situation, like you have an identity as a, like a husband maybe, and you lose your right. Right. And then you, you're used to use, you know, making choices together and decisions yeah. on behalf of one another. And, and you know, all that. and if you lose that, right, you're kind of like, well, who am I? Same thing happens in addiction and behavioral health. Yeah. You know, it's a tremendously difficult and tumultuous lifestyle to live in. But if, if continued, failure, no matter how it happens, is the expectation. Trying to step out of that and say, okay, now I have to strive for something other than mediocrity and or failure or, you know, yeah. just that, that long, slow spiral downwards. Right. So in other words, uh, so what I like to tell people is, you know, it's easy to remain in the darkness. All you got to do is shut out the light. Mm-hmm. Right. But to stay in the light, you know, and live yeah. that life that's making good decisions, that's, you know, representing your community and your, your, yourself in a way You've got to that, continually open the windows. Yeah, you yeah. got to open the doors. You, you, you have to, you really have to force. Yeah. You got to be active. The, you have to actively force yeah. the darkness out. Right. You know, where all you really have to do to let it in is, is nothing. Shut it once. And it's there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and with, with mental yeah, health and substance use disorder, <laughs> you know, uh, problems, that's, that's really what you see. I see the most of, I used to see people that would come in and, and, and just say, look, you know, at least as a, uh, forgive my, uh, please forgive my, jargon here because they're words that I will not use towards have, people in general, but I, to I, but I use all. them in, in, in this context because right, because they're, they're, they're thrown around quite, quite regularly in, yeah. in this area. So like a, a, a meth head, right. You hear this about a meth head or a bag whore or a crack hoe or a, yeah. right. So it's like, well, if I'm, if I'm not that, no matter what this is, if I'm not that, then what am I? And that thought, is more terrifying than remaining in the consequences of the addiction and, and, and homelessness. And that's so like I mean, that, that starts a cycle, you know, of yeah. the, and I've seen like, cause my dad does like addictions counseling and stuff like that yeah. too. And so I've seen it cause he starts in the, the uh, space of being incarcerated yep. and he follows them from post incarceration into the, and then uniting the families back together to try to like break the cycle. And I mean, it's like you start yeah. seeing like, why is this guy in jail? And you find out like, well, he brings mom like two weeks later, brings dad and mom or whatever. And it's just like, dude, they're just a bunch of broken people and hurt people, hurting people. Sure. Yep. And you know, like when they don't, when you don't get a chance to actively get up and open the windows and mm-hmm. turn the lights on and open those doors and let the light in, 
Yep. Like, I mean, it's really easy to just start bringing people in the darkness with you and you have to kind of hunker down. Yeah. And then the more people you've been with you, the more normal, I'm going to say normal or yeah. average well, misery yeah. loves company. That, that, that lifestyle is, you know, you see, I see people that suffer from these issues and they're around other people that suffer from the issues enough yeah. that they feel as though, like, as if there's no such thing as people that don't do these things. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, almost as if it's so hard to search for somebody that doesn't do them that you, you don't want to face that challenge, mm-hmm. you know? And so then you start saying, Oh, I wonder what so-and-so is up to or, you know, and start putting yourself around those people that, you know, all treatment would say, right. You well, need to be around better people making good decisions and, 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 and probably being circle. in recovery. Yeah. And you're not, you're not, your you're not there right now. So. Your coping mechanisms. Yeah, ex- exactly. Right. And so, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in, um, you know, the idea of knowing exactly what you find to be a trigger. Like, is it the person? Is it the house? Is it right? So for example, um, so let's just say I was an alcoholic, yeah. right? And, um, I love baseball. Can I never go to a baseball game again? Because there's a it's, beer, a beer garden a beer, there yeah. where I used to just get hammered drunk. Right. And, and, out of control even mm-hmm. sometimes and watch these baseball games. And now it's a big trigger for me, right? Baseball equals drinking, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So to speak, um, you know, so, uh, but my thought is, is, uh, is it really that, or is it just the beer? Right. You yeah. can learn to understand it's just the, the involvement of the beer garden and those specific behaviors within the yeah. setting you're in the environment. Yeah. You're in. Sit in the nosebleeds. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, 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 or, or, <laughs> or <laughs> not I mean, it, right. that's extreme, but well, it's just like a social drinking yeah. slash it, it, social smoker of like, yeah. Oh, I don't smoke unless I'm with people. Right. Right. Yeah, like, right, right. The same thing. Right. Uh, yeah. But, right. And, and you know, uh, yeah. Because he's taking the association of being at baseball. That's where I got drunk. That's where I drink. And you've got to remove the actual thought, oh, beer's there, but that's not why I'm here. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what I mean. It's like, what's the source of the trigger? Is it baseball? Yeah. Probably not. It's it's the beer, right? You the see, it's the cups, the it's the, access, yeah. all these things that you used to in, engage in within the setting, right? So, for mm-hmm. example, you know, would you say that the trigger is fishing or would you say that, you know, you're going to have to, you could probably fish again, but you got to learn how to do it. Not bring the cool without alcohol, right? Yeah. Or, or or in a certain <laughs> mindset, you know. So I think that with the right preparation and the proper treatment interventions, I think a person can learn to be. I mean, what if your mama lives on the same block that she's lived in for forty yeah. years, and you got to go back there for Christmases and all these same people? Yeah, memories. like you got you, you have to believe, right, that there's a way that you could teach yourself, right, so to speak, or hone a skill, you know, well enough that like you literally have to decide between like your sobriety or your family, you know, which is a very common decision that people have to come to. But I mean, in this capacity, right? Like, wouldn't you rather learn how to be, you know, in, in recovery in a way that you would still be able to have a lifestyle where you got to be around, you know, some of those things where they didn't affect you anymore. This sounds like, um, like food addiction for bodybuilding and stuff. Obviously I, I like to work out. But a lot of people, you go, hey, do you want this cookie? And they go, no, I can't. Oh, oh you want this cake? No, I can't have it. Right. So they're punishing themselves. They're treating themselves like little babies instead of going, no, I don't want this because I want to be somewhere else. Right, exactly. And it's changing the, the mentality of it. That's what it's, yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's the, I want this greater than sure. I want that little piece. Sure. Or knowing that, hey, I can go out with my friends. Yeah, I'm, I'm dieting, whatever, but I can enjoy some time with you guys and have right. a cake. Who cares? Like one piece. Yeah. And understand. We, we, we know, would refer to that as a trigger extinction. Oh, right. So eventually, uh, 
if you say no enough or you learn strategies around saying no to that cake, right? Not because you need it, but because you want it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, eventually, research shows, if you do that enough and, and continue to reinforce that, that that will go away. I mean, but you will eventually yeah. be able to easily look at chocolate, like for me, chocolate cake, right? I would yeah. eventually be able to look at chocolate cake, Brownies. smell it, all those things, right? Smell it, see it, <laughs> touch it, cake. feel it. Think seven senses, right? Um, psychologically, seven yeah, senses, yeah. right? So any of those things, right, that I can do with it, any of those things can lead someone to to want to, say, binge eat or, yeah. or, or, or break their diet, right? It's the same exact thing with, with addiction, mm-hmm. right? I've, I've known people that have had uh, like a, a relapse trigger to the color orange. Interesting. Huh. Wow. Yeah. And that's because wow. that's what color the cap and uh, syringe cap oh. protector. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So the, the protector on the front They're of the syringe up. and yeah, also yeah. the cap protector on the, uh, the plunger protector on the back are yeah. both bright orange. orange on a heroin needle, which yeah. is, and I call it a heroin needle. What it really is, is an insulin, an insulin needle, needle yeah. that they use for intravenous drug use. But that's, that's, that's what that is. So his, he, he, he yeah. would tell me, Oh, I got to have this trigger. You know, and the trigger's orange, and I was like, "Man, like county jail must have been so hard." I joked with him at first about it, you know, thinking like, "Dude, that would have—I mean, with the flip flops and the hoodies and the jumpsuits and the mm-hmm. dude, you had to have like, been no, going like, bonkers in yeah. jail," you know. And he's like, "No, you don't get it. Like, it's it, that really is a thing for me because, right? You, your mind sees orange and it thinks a certain thing, like a bowl with red, yeah." That's exactly, exactly what it is. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's conditional behavioral response, right? So, and that's you. You see evidence of that everywhere. Well, I mean, it's one hundred percent of the time. It's not. Yeah. There's, you know, there's there's a couple of pioneers in the field of of psychology, in general, and behavioral health. That, to quote a late past friend of mine, that if you don't believe in the research they did and what they came up with, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Excuse Agreed. my language. <laughs> That's you right. know what I mean? And That's pretty tame than what we've heard there's, of the There's show. real, I mean, let's, let's be honest here. You know, if, what if, okay, so what if we did it like this? If every time for the rest of the show, you use the word I, I slap, I, I gave you the hot hands, whack, slapped, slapped yeah. your, slapped your knuckles. How, how long do you think it's going to be before you start to make a connection between <laughs> not saying that word and avoiding the punishment. Yep. It's like what? Okay. Pretty quickly. So let's, let's, let's make a, you know, a basic, just a basic correlation, right? Um, the one that, that people know, that know the most is... Um, one of the like Shikshadal Hospital yeah. will like get you hammered drunk and, oh, they'll, yeah. and then they'll give you Epicac. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll give you Epicac. And so every time you drink, you start associating beer or and alcohol vomiting. of choice. That's a bad thing. With, like, yeah. That's it, how hypnotherapy yeah, works also. So that's actually called aversion. That's also yeah. called aversion therapy. Uh, who would have known that dads from the thirties and forties that caught their kids smoking and said, now yep. you, you Here's little, pack. You little bastard, you, you sit here and smoke, smoke it in pack. front of me. Who would have known that they were actually pioneering the first <laughs> yeah, <aversion> chapters <laughs> of aversion therapy where, yeah, literally like you, you, you smoke you, this you whole know, bag. You, 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 <laughs> get, you get someone to this point of a feeling that is just so bad that, yeah. it, that it, no, I had a buddy's dad that did that. He caught him chewing. Yeah. And he made them made him chew, like literally put like two thirds of the can in his mouth. Ugh. And the kid just sat there and violently puked for like yep. an hour straight. And he's like, it Do works. you want another dip? And he's like, mm. No, I don't want to touch it. And he's Never like, All right. Again. Yeah. It, it really it, it, <laughs> and it really, stays with you. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it it's really like a bad does. night with tequila. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, or in my case, uh, you know, what I have one too is uh, Trader Joe's makes dark chocolate sea salt caramels. Yeah. They're so delicious. And I, one time I, oh my I ate a whole bunch of them at once and it made me sick. Oh, never again. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like I can't even see the container uh, without, oh. without doing that half, like uh, uh, wretch. Uh. right. That feeling of like, Oh no, you didn't. You know? So I know that this exists. Yeah. I know it does. You know, I think you my know, father has a similar story with sweet peas. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, if things like that work and there's, there's so many different therapies out there, you know, but I mean, really, if you're not, if you're not kind of problem based, solution focused, yeah, and action oriented, then and have the desire to carry yeah, it out, yeah, then you're really, yeah, exactly. So if you if you don't have that kind of that combination, it gets difficult to kind of carry someone through. You never want to be like a a therapist that works harder than your yeah than your, your, client. your client, so to speak, or your patient. Uh, you know, according to whichever statistical manual you read, um, you know, so it's, it's, it's hard to say. So let's, let's touch on a subject since we've talked like, about it a lot before uh, we get there. Go ahead. Commercial. A little commercial break. Okay. Yeah. Cause I want to get to, the- yeah. First name, plug yeah. the business again. Uh, yeah. Beyond behavioral health, one Oh four South Freya, Spokane, Washington, green building, suite two ten. We do co-occurring counseling, substance use disorders and mental health. And consultation. Give us a call, 509-368-9863. There you yeah. go. And we are back. And uh back in us with Corey Haskins yeah. still. Corey Haskins yeah. is yep. joining us and Leo's here too. So um one one thing obviously we talk a lot about on the show because we are dads and yeah. we're the dad of the Cassie podcast. Um is mental health in men. Yeah. And we see it as a huge um whether it's stumbling point where you could People have a use against them, obviously, in court a lot or in relationships when they break up that everybody's kind of got this crazy ex that's mentally unstable or whatever. Um, but more so than that, like the prevalence of mental health in, in men, you know, it's like it's got a lot of stems to it now. Like we see like it, it can be derived from isolation. It can be derived from past trauma. Sure. But the one thing that's overarching like that we see is that it is affecting men at an epidemic rate. Okay. And yeah, right. correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. Like, maybe you're like, yeah, according to who, according yeah. to who, what, what podcast are you really? listening to? Really? Um, no, but um, in that sense, like, why is it? And at least I know we see it in this area. I don't know if it's a geographical issue because Idaho is like crazy off the charts mm. for men's mental health. Okay. Um, but you know, what are some of the tipping points for, for men with mental health? Like, why is it so hard for us to come out about like having issues where we just don't feel right? We feel a little off. I'm feeling sure. low today. I'm, you know, like there's the anxiety and depression, obviously, but why is there the stigma that kind of like sits like, what's your opinion? I don't want to ask like professionally, but like you're personal too, but like, why is it so hard for us as men to like voice and have a deep, genuine conversation about things that are bothering us? Mm. Um, <laughs> So there's so much there. Yeah, there is. I mean, <laughs> Loaded. So first, as far as prevalence, unprecedented prevalence of yeah. men's mental illness. Um, We've always been crazy. Re- research know. and <laughs> statistics, they, they don't lie, right? Yeah. Um, now, would you also agree with me that we also have more people than we've ever had before? True. Right? By a long shot. Um, so that does play a difference in it. Um, and then also... Um, the stigma has changed 
quite a bit. I mean, gosh, I mean, in the last few years, yeah, I, I mean, would definitely it's say tremendously. Yeah. I mean, it, um, I'll go ahead and say it since Obama, I'll say it mm-hmm. yeah. since Obama, the stigma has changed in many, 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 many venues. Uh, I'll that. just say it yeah. because you saw, and I'm not to get political, right? But you, you saw a tremendous amount of effort and attention being put in places where it was never being put before. Agree. Right. And so it was bringing and shedding light on so many different populations and cultures and areas that were just, just kind of swept, yeah. swept away. Right. Or not thought mm-hmm. about or, or deliberate, maybe even deliberately not thought about. Right. Well, and it's mm-hmm. a, you know, so, kind of, <clears throat> yeah. you know, isolation groups, like you just like, Oh, we're right. not really worried about exactly. them right now. Right. So, I mean, if you, and if you, let's take, culture in, in context, so, so to speak, right? So if you take the average blue collar miner out of, yeah. out of Northern Idaho, they're all, I mean, balls. what's, what's, what's the, what's the likelihood that that man's man, right. Is going to, mm-hmm. is going to be able to have the ego dump required to say, you know, I'm, I'm something happened. It broke me. And, and, that's, this is what's up or I want to talk about this. Yeah. You know I mean? The, the, the step involved in that with, with certain parts of the male population is, is almost, uh, unre- you know, almost it, impossible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, almost yeah impossible. People just don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's such, it, it's so much easier to pretend like you're tough than it is to actually be sensitive. And yeah. I think being it's sensitive so is easier. tough, right? Like, I mean, yeah. it's part of being a man. Absolutely. Like, and they take it on as a responsibility. But it's not that 1920s, yeah, yeah. 1930s generation idea of no way. what a man is. Well, no, yeah, not at you, all. You no, know, no. how many people came back from like World War II or Korea or Vietnam and they called it shell shock? Yeah. Right. Right. To where it's legitimately PTSD. Yeah. And, really bad. And, and, you know, so like we have all these stigmas of like, oh, he's just not right. He's shell shock. He's, you know, he wasn't strong enough to survive the war mentally and he never left. He broke. This is, and, this isn't a, okay, so this is a very, you know, you, I know news, we're kind of skipping around a little bit. News drives these terms, yeah. That you, it, like by the thousands, sometimes in their in in their weekly programming, right? Uh, use a specific term to try to get it out there and being used, like shell shock, like degradant, yeah, like right, criminal offender, mm-hmm. right? And so you can't just call somebody a poor person anymore. Because yeah. it's not politically correct to say you're poor and making decisions based upon being yeah. poor and undereducated. You're not affluent. You, you have to right. Yeah. You have to say, well, they're they're engaging in criminal conduct. They are you right. There, yeah. there, there, there's there's nefarious. This, yes, yes. Right. They, they <laughs> well, the demon, what, 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 we, we, we would like what we would call demonizing. Yeah. Right. How many times? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's let's just call it like it is. I know we're in, in you know in, here in northern Idaho, but let's call it like this. How many times have you seen a news broadcast where they say? The adult assailant is a male, five foot ten to five eleven, one hundred and eighty pound African American, wearing a black hoodie and uh, jeans. Right? It's like there. It's the same. I could go into it, it, Hilliard in Spokane and probably find it, fifty people that fit that description too. But if but if I said that to you, or you heard that over and over and over and over and over again, you start to demonize. And how how yeah. how long is it going to be before even when you're out in public, you start seeing? young African-American males that are 5'11 yeah. and 180 and you start to distrust them. Trayvon Martin, yeah. black hoodie, right? Yeah. 
right? Created same program. Well, and how same many times did they problem, mention right? that the person had an addiction or mental health yep. issue in the news? Yeah, and it's like, like it, it, any that's good. not a license to kill somebody because yeah. no. they are acting crazy. And I, I, okay, you can't see me, but I'm putting the, Quote, the ironic quotes, quotes of yeah, yeah. acting crazy. And right? I know that like politically, you know, we're probably a little bit, and we've had conversations yeah. politically that like we understand where we are on the spectrum. Sure. We're probably not in the same arena, but we're totally not okay really. with like being fronts. And yeah. I appreciate your viewpoints because you have changed like and opened my eyes to some things. And, you know, it's like, you're never going to agree on everything. Yeah. And I'm not a, I, you know, you know, you've known me long enough. I'm not a shy away from a topic kind of guy. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's why I enjoy having you so, here. Cause like, you're going to, you're you going to stand your ground too. I right? don't. Like, well, and it's not because I'm stubborn. It's just cause I, beliefs, I I'm, a, I'm a conversationalist. I like yeah. to conversate. I don't care if it's different than what I think. You might find, you may come away with something yeah. and you learn something, right? Absolutely. And, and so we like with the mental health side of things too, because I've seen it as a coach where I've lost athletes to suicide. Yeah, yes. And, you know, we're yeah. seeing it now in like, not just men. Cause I mean, I, we saw that the principal of a local high school commit suicide. Yeah. And, oh man. um, you know, there's other things that are tied to that. Cause there was also, they found out that there may have been substance abuse and some other things too. Sure. And so it's like, you, you know, we look at men as like, we tie shame to mental health. There's a yeah. lot of like, like There's you are now all of a sudden ashamed sure. of, of being, cause now you're a little bit less of a man because you're not so strong that you can deal with right. your problems on your own. Right. And you know, that's where it's like, you know, get it one, get over yourself. Like that's the ego. And two, it's like, you know, what do we do as dads of lifting each other up? You see a dad in that position or another sure. guy in that position saying, dude, it's okay. If you want to just not be okay. Corey, how do you address that with your kids? Which part is a better question. Um, you've got a little boy. Yeah. I got a little boy. In the <clears throat> okay. So how, how are you helping him express his emotional, you know, being, being humble enough to say, you know, Hey dad, I need help or I need whatever. And not being the <laughs> man's man, you know sure. what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. So, um, my son is a specifically kind of, he can be kind of sensitive. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a giver and a, all mm-hmm. that, which is great. He's, he's, he's much fun. like, he's, he's much like their, our sons are most yeah, very, very like each other. Very alike. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're givers, not takers, which is wonderful as a parent to know that he's not part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he throws temper tantrums, gets out of hand, you know what I mean? And, and he starts to, you know, want to engage in what, what I would, oh man, I can't believe I'm about to use this term. Uh, what I believe could be toxic masculinity. Ah, oh, 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 literally jumped on the board. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> like the cat um, literally just unplugged the board. All the things happening today. Whole meltdown. <laughs> you go. You throw down toxic know, masculinity. Know, and the cat's like, nah, like no. Nah. It's such a taboo term <laughs> that I, I truly I hate. Right? Like I don't use yeah. that word. I don't want to say hate, but I very much dislike some of these terms that that, that right. These like babies. Mm-hmm. You know, like don't don't call a baby a baby boy or a baby girl. Oh you just refer gosh. you refer to it as yeah. a baby because it has until, until, until the, until the child determines its gender identity. Yeah. So let's just throw biology out the <sighs> freaking window, right? Okay. Do we have anyway, this conversation right, yesterday no, 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 too? Maybe, so. Okay. So let's. I don't. <laughs> we wanna, can rerun the tape. Let's. <laughs> okay. So in that, I'll just I'll segue by saying I wouldn't normally use the term toxic masculinity, but let's just say the ragey adult male, right. Mm-hmm. That can't control yeah. his feelings, explodes, the man baby. violent, is man, Some baby. Pay, right. Break stuff. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, anything that I see that supports those types of behaviors, 
I would immediately kind of intervene and I kneel down in front of him, talk to him, say, Hey, look, you know, just kind of walk, I just walk him through it. You know, and he, he, the first response is always the um, defense mechanism response, mm-hmm. right? It's always the uh, first one. Specifically at five, because he's or, right or at Or deflection. That. Yep, it's exactly. so-and-so's fault. Yeah, yeah. But dad, he, she, right. And it doesn't, so as soon as you can get past that. Thanks for telling me my kid's right, not the only it, one. Immediate, no, 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 that's a, <laughs> right? every kid. You go, hey, every buddy, kid. You know, you know you, that's, not how we, that's not how we deal with our anger, right? You, we yeah. don't deal with our anger like that. We don't hit things. We don't break things. You know, we, mommy and daddy, we work really hard to save our money, to buy these nice things, you know, and, and you, we don't act like that, right? We want to take yeah. care of our things, right? Plus, what happens if you were to swing and you would have hit your sister? You would hit, yeah, I, I curb, I mm. shoehorn the little baby, you know what I mean? Because yeah. mm-hmm. I have a three-year-old, right? And so I shoehorn. Through Heidi and all that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I say, you know, well, what if you would have hit Heidi, and, you know, and then she would literally choke you while you're sleeping yeah. and you can't do anything about it. So <laughs> let's not engage in those behaviors. No. Awesome. Um, no, really, I kind of just try to approach it as best I can to just be like, this is a thing you don't ever really want to be a part of. Yeah. You know, because you don't need to be, you don't need to be tough. You don't need to be tough to be good. You don't need to be tough to be a man. You don't need to be tough to be strong. You don't need to be tough to be resilient. You don't need to be any of these things. And on top of that, I'll even say, if you define tough by the ability to ball your fist and force your will on other people, what I'm going to say to you is the world is full of one uppers and it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Or you get one up with that behavior and it puts you in a place where you might lose your life or something. You know? yeah, so always like, somebody better. Why, why teach? Yeah. Or become irrelevant. Exactly. Yeah. So why teach, why teach your kids to engage in a lifestyle or lifestyle choices uh, that will guarantee them a, a, a better shot at failure? Sure. You know, mm-hmm. you mean, know one thing that we, we talk about too is, is narcissism in the show. And yeah. I know from the clinical side of things, it's very hard to diagnose. We've had this discussion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the tenants of it though tend the fingers of it tend to creep in pretty easily um, sure. into everyday life. I mean, from you know social media addictions that you can pick up narcissistic tendencies um, from attention seeking sure. behaviors. Um, sometimes it's inflected from your parents, like you didn't get you know the the upbringing that would get you out of that like toddler stage sure. to kind of carry that maturity through the rest of your life. Um, you know, so with understanding narcissism, like kind of taking that approach from the clinical side of things, you know, it's to hit all the, was the DSM fives or whatever. The, yeah. The DSM five criteria to, to, to get all the, the criteria of being a narcissist. I mean, you've got to be like borderline personality disorder, a bunch of other things that are kind of in tied with that. And, uh, I mean, so to speak. So, uh, there's within the DSM five, right. And again, right. I am not a practicing or licensed mental health counselor. I'm going to put the disclaimer out there. (laughs) I just, I have a tremendous amount of knowledge about these things because I work with them every day and have for a a long, long time. Yeah. Um, you know, and the DSM five, one of the qualifications for a disorder is that it cannot be better explained by another disorder or cognitive issue. Yeah. Um, you know, or medical problem. Right. So for example, hypertension, you know what hypertension is? Yeah. Everybody know what that is? Hypertension, right? Uh, let's just, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to use this very, this is a very loose example, right? Um, is it hypertension or is it that you're using meth? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, which one is the, right? So there's or is that, it heart disease? Yeah, or is right, it, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. There's, there's, there's the little, there's the, right? So the last two qualifications for any mental health disorder, well, any disorder that's in the DSM five, right. Um, is, you know, 
uh, basically has to have a profound impact or an impact, what they would call a maladaptive behavioral formation or pattern of engagement. Yeah. So in other words, I slapped your wrist enough you start moving your wrist when I start looking at your wrist, right? Every time. It's a maladaptive formation of behavioral pattern because normal people don't jerk their wrists out of the way when people look at them. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Normal so, people don't treat other people like crap. Right. That, yeah. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. So, so it's maladaptive. And then the last piece is that it's not better explained by another medical or behavioral, sure. behavioral disorder. Can it, but right. it can coexist within some can coexist. Yeah. So for example, like with, um, within bipolar disorder and something else or whatever. Well, you know, I'll use that. You, one of the things that is very, I see very common, uh, commonly done is that you'll see people be diagnosed as bipolar and schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. schizophrenic. Schizoaffective. Yeah. Or, yeah. And those, they, they generally don't work that way. They yeah. don't, they did. You don't be, I guess if you could say, mm-hmm. Right. And then you have like bipolar one and bipolar two and all that. Right. Two, yeah. Three. By the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the type of, and then, and then on top of it, it's like, okay, then does it have catatonic, catatonic or psychotic features? Yeah. Right. That are, that go above and beyond the, the um, baseline, so to speak of the uh, behavioral disorder. Um, so for example, major depressive disorder with psychotic features, so to speak. And I don't, okay. Like, I don't know if that's word for word, what it actually is, but let's yeah. just, let's just call, call it something like that. Um, bipolar with psychotic features would be a more adequate. Example. Yeah. Um, right. That means that they have behavioral disorder of bipolar, but there is also some other behaviors that are, uh, uh caused and exacerbated by the original diagnosis. Yeah. yeah. And I would right. throw like, you know, just hearing some of the stuff like a bipolar disorder with right. the, um, arousal for conflict is a, is one that's I've seen commonly diagnosed. Um, just in kind of trying to understand narcissism and what it is and where you sure. can see it. And, and a lot of times it can just be that because the person is so poorly adjusted um, as a human into interpersonal relationships, the manipulation tactics are the defense mechanism. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're following me there. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I am. It's just, we, uh, and I'm not trying to go into a specific individual. Narcissism. Like, because we talk about, it, I think we yeah. paint, end up painting it with a really broad brush. It's, yeah, it's really towards hard like anytime to, you're in a bad relationship, oh, right. it's just with a narcissist. Well, you hear it all right, time. and and every, yeah. everybody, you know, and then and it's and then, like you said, it's the TV tries to get you hit sure. on those hot button words exactly to follow is, those right? things, and narcissism starts to become right. one of those. So, so when we talk about examples of narcissism, um, it's actually really, really hard to give yeah. like a public figure. I could be like, this is a because people want to say Trump, and I'm like, no, Trump's not a narcissist. Trump is a pompous. Like Trump is a like people want to throw out the narcissist term for him. And yeah, I'm like, he's, a, how much is that is is facade? And then you'd be leaning more toward a different type. Of yeah, I don't think he's a narcissist. Order. I really don't. You know, it's and and like I said, narcissism is, is in my opinion is is pretty pretty hard to diagnose. Um, yeah, not because people don't have the knowledge or the credentialing or anything like that to do it, but just to kind of weed through the say borderline personality disorder or the major yeah. depressive disorders and the generalized anxiety disorders and all of these other things that have very, very, some of the, I mean, terrible examples. So let's say obsessive, <laughs> okay. com- let's do it like this obsessive compulsive disorder, right? Any, any compulsivity mm-hmm. disorder, um, bipolar disorders with, with certain features, um, you know, uh, they're all borderline personality disorder. They're all going to have uh, a baseline that looks very, similar yeah 
you know, and so to, to weed out all those other ones and then flat out call it narcissistic personality disorder, which is, oh man, I mean, that's, honestly, a stretch. that's, that's you're yeah. really, you're going to have to, you're, you're going to have to really, you have to beef up your prog note on yeah. how, how you came to that conclusion. Yeah. You know, you know we, we read that pretty, one blog. And so yeah, when we it's read a that pretty one blog, rare diagnosis, I would say, you know, that you'd see the majority of people get something like say a, a schizotypal, a bipolar typal or a, or a, um, a borderline person disorder type yeah. of type of. And and sometimes what I think we, we get stuck is like you use the term narcissist to cut sure. off from calling somebody just a selfish jerk. Yeah. Or yeah. self-absorbed, yeah. you know, it yeah. Turns, oh, they're just a narcissist. Just a like it's a fancy way to call to someone use. a jerk. Yeah. 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 Right. And, or they just, they were bad well, and to I, me. I think and, that's, that goes with stigma, right? So like they, again, right. You use the word narcissist, so to speak, to, to, to describe a person's collective behavior, which is selfish. Yeah. Right. Selfish is not even, <laughs> it's, that's not it's, even on the, on the scale per, yeah. of a narcissist. It's the, the self, that's not even like. Why would they're we even so be, beyond? They're so beyond yeah, selfish. It's not that, even yeah. a thought of whether it is or isn't selfish. There is only self. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no, you know, there's what I mean? no one else. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. And, and so I like that point you just said too. Is that it, there is only self. Yeah, like there's no. It's you're not going to be like, well, you're being selfish. It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> salt is salt and yeah. stuff. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's so. Of course, right. That's the hallmark of the disorder is overwhelming maladaptive behavioral selfishness so to speak only almost in a grandiose fashion does that make sense that's what yeah, i put that in the terms for the grand, audience grandiosity yeah, so, well they beat you up with so self. here's what i mean so so a narcissist so for example i'll give you some behavioral examples so has anybody ever seen the other guys love that movie with mark Wahlberg and no. will ferrell <laughs> yes. the other guys the detective yeah. right are you so sure you the, haven't heard the, Destiny's the, Child? The, the very, it, right. <laughs> it's a desk pop. Just, just pull it up right out. We, all the guys have done it. Just do your desk pop. It was so I'm stupid. a peacock. I got to fly. I'm a peacock. <laughs> so angry about Gosh, it. Gosh, a movie. The best example of narcissism that I could possibly come up with mm -hmm. that, that would be Samuel L. Jackson and Dwayne Johnson oh, those are chasing the guys, right? And they get to the roof and there's no bushes. It's just concrete. And they look at each other and he goes, you think of what I'm thinking? And he goes, aim for the bushes and they hit the knuckles and jump. Yeah. There was no bushes. <laughs> there was, that was, that's, that is yeah. the best example of grandiose invincibility, pure 100% selfish driven decision-making that is a narcissist that I can come up with. I mean, like, like it's literally like so selfish in thought that, the, the death isn't even like, that's not even a question. Well, yeah, no, no, I'm going to aim like, for the bushes and I'm going to hit them and roll away from this piece mm -hmm. from yeah. 200 feet up. It's no, it it no big like deal. Being yeah. on right? the airplane and you have a child with you and you're supposed to put the mask on yourself and then on the child, but you mm -hmm. just put it on yourself. So, like, yeah, probably. The, I mean, kid. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you take their oxygen I mean, mask too. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I mean, you are throwing a curveball in there for emergency situation because emergency situations bring out the, yeah. You know, people become, okay. So you order, like right. you order, yeah, you order, yeah. Like yeah. self-preservation yeah. rules. Kicks in. Right. Yeah. But with narcissistic personality disorder, I mean, you, you would see, so for example, if you and I were neighbors, right. Yeah. We both come out the front door at the same time, right. Let's just, just picture the, the white picket fence, right. We all walk out in our robe. Hey, glad, you could, glad you could right. see me today. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we wave to each other, pick up our, our newspaper. 
say, Hey, uh, Ryan, let me talk to you for a minute. I got I got to ask you something about your barbecue yesterday, you know, that I saw you doing. And uh, me as the narcissist will not take a single step. <laughs> I'll make you come to my yard. The, the two yeah. fingers. Awesome. The two fingers. Come here. My no, hand. Meet in the middle. You, does that make sense? There is no meat yeah. in the middle because there yeah. is no middle. The the, yeah. the other person is yeah. clearly Chop flawed, liver. and this this decision making process that they have, even if it sounds remarkably similar or the same as mine, is not. Yeah. Right. Hmm. I think and, everybody and, and not acceptable. Everybody gets stuck on like reading Reddit threads or posting <laughs> memes about narcissism to, and fails to like truly understand the depth of what it really is. And we talk yeah. about it. And I think, you know, it's like I, I went to counseling and you know that, like mm-hmm. we discussed yeah. about it and about dealing with a narcissist and how to unwind that kind of in that environment because there's so much depth on the back end of that. And, sure. um, you know, it's one time it's like she actually yeah, helps you understand like the tendencies. She's not saying like, Hey, here's how you, you know, I'm not, she's not and she's very clearly up front. I'm not going to diagnose right. the other person. Cause they're not sitting here in front of me. <laughs> right. However, the behaviors that you're sharing with me are the, the calling cards of a narcissist. Well, of course. And, and so like you kind of deal with that, that type of stuff and unwind it in your life. And we get lost, like thinking, Oh, well, if I went through it, that means everybody else around me has been through it too. Right. No, you just maybe we're in a crappy relationship with a selfish individual. doesn't mean you're with a narcissist. No. And, not at all. And I think there's a lot of spouses or yeah. ex-spouses that are real quick to want to slap a, a reason other than uh, you and me having problems. Sucked at communicating. Right? You, uh, yeah. they, want, they want to, right. So, Intimacy so issues, it's not, money it's, issues. It's not yeah. that we couldn't get it right and it just didn't work after trying and trying and trying. It was that this is your fault because... Well, they don't expect right. the responsibility for it at right. all. Yeah. yeah. They want an answer so, and a reason and right. they don't want to take Do you responsibility. think that that's, that's exactly part of why people carry or, or talk about carrying their trauma forever because they yeah. never want to face yeah. their, their responsibility portion sure. of it? Sure. Absolutely. You know, uh, that's called, that's called repression. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a defense mechanism called repression, right? Is, uh, if, if something to the mind of the psyche is too traumatic to face for whatever reason, it could be any reason, um, your mind will tend to try to stuff it. And that makes sense. Push it, then push the memories it down. eventually come push back it down up. The memory. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be any sort of, it could be anything, again, anything and, and that could bring it out. It pop back out. Yeah, yeah. There's no, yeah. there's no, that has no hallmarks. That's yeah. no calling card. You know, there's no precursors to it could you know, be the, the rival. Well, I think post childbirth, it could be like, I mean, you could see it all over the place. Sure. I mean, Corey, do you think trauma is a, a buzzword now? Trauma is a, I mean, like, cause everybody's, oh, I've got trauma. And it could be something just nothing, right? Every, uh, uh, so everyone's had, sensitive. Oh, these are great questions. <laughs> and I mean, it's just, uh, you, you see it so much. Sometimes bad things see, happen to good people. Sometimes bad things right? happen to you because you make crappy choices. And then people are like, yeah. well, okay. Well, people are like, I saw my parents have sex. I'm traumatized now. I've got, I've got that ongoing trauma, so I'll never have sex in my life. Right? They're, they're, oh, I've heard some crazy <laughs> stuff, dude. <laughs> no, I've actually, I've heard people say that. Right? So uh, to me, that's not trauma. I'm sorry. Sure. Yeah, that's life. I mean, that's yeah. I, saw, I saw two cows yeah, going at it. Who stop cares? thinking about it. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I feel yeah, like to people, be honest, it probably traumatized your parents toss, more than you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, that's because you ended that vinegar you know, strokes. Yeah. The, 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 oh man, <laughs> the term, the, the term, um, you know, is just more regularly used, you know, um, thrown about a lot easier trauma, mm-hmm. you know, people, people, I think sometimes, Sometimes, and this is with respect to people that really, truly do have these issues. 
I think sometimes people make a mountain out of a molehill, right? They make five bad minutes in a day into a whole entire bad day. Yeah. Or oh, one, one bad conversation or one assumption about a, a comment, very common in marriage, right? It happens in my own marriage a lot. I hear something and I take it the wrong way completely um, because I think about it in a selfish way, like, oh, you're pointing fingers, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. So it just, it, I mean, it, it really varies. And, and I think that trauma exists. Uh, I'm one of those people that kind of thinks relationship trauma it's in a real specific scope is not real not really trauma in the, just in the, like life experience yeah and like the colloquial like traditional uh sense of what trauma is you know when i hear trauma when i think of trauma you know i'm i think of my mind like immediately goes to like major tra- major yeah, trauma yeah. right like you went through a 10 like, you went through a situation right, that was a 10 like, not uh, like maybe you were kidnapped as a kid yeah yeah that 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 is trauma. You saw your That's dad trauma. kill your mom, right? Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or for even for that matter, like, uh, okay, now I'll, I'll go push it. Like, so let's say you got in a car accident when you were a kid, and mom died in the passenger seat, or or was really badly hurt, or you know, there's there's yeah. So those those things, I mean, mm-hmm. those things exist, and that, so you can't. I mean, trauma, yeah, but I mean, it's it's to the extent. One person's trash is another man's treasure, right? So, so <laughs> some go. some people would look at it like, "What are you kidding me?" You mm-hmm. know, it's just a breakup, Frederick. Or you know, like, <laughs> dude, car accidents happen all the time. Like, yeah. let it go. It's just a car. Like, there's another car. You know, whatever it might yeah. be. Mm-hmm. But to you know, that's you know, a lot of people go through divorce. Why put. can't you just get over yours? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just throwing a lot of people. Yeah, which is that? Which right off the bat, I'm like, that just pisses me off hearing that. Yeah. A lot of people go through divorce. Yeah. That sucks. Well, one that's you know, minimalization. That's yeah. the wrong approach. You're not going to help anybody. Sure. Yeah. That, so uh, generalizations is is actually that's a defense mechanism as well. Yeah. Right? That's a very common defense mechanism, right? All or nothing mentality. You always mm-hmm. interrupt me. You never empty the garbage. All men are pigs, right? These all or nothing uh, generalizations. Off. That's that's a defense mechanism, right? Because if everybody's messed up, then I'm not really messed up, am I? Yeah. That makes sense. And you feel better about mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it kind of brings up the the example you showed me earlier today, Tristan. Of, mm-hmm. Check this out. of a screenshot of an interaction on social media of somebody complaining about um, a child that they had um, was mad at the parent and telling their parent to create their own memories because she was asking about some of the things that the child was doing. Tell me if I'm explaining this poorly. And where to show up. And where to show up. To be part of it. She wanted to be a part of it. One parent, that's a split household. Mm-hmm. Parent A yeah. was asking the child, well, where is parent B taking you? What time are you going to be there? What act- I want to see the activity that you're doing. Child in turn says, hey, butt out. I'm not going to tell you. Let's create our own memory, essentially. I mean, without saying that those exact words. Mm-hmm. Ma, or the parent A is mad at. Now blaming now the blaming other parents, the other parent mm-hmm. that the child has that attitude. Right. So to me, I look at it and I go, that's a child that is desperately wanting your attention and you're missing it. Well, the first question is, has that phrase ever been uttered in the household? Mm-hmm. Right. This, this idea of, <laughs> right. So that like when you, when you have split households, uh, yeah. I, th- I think you tend to have, you know, a little bit of trash talk, even Yo. if it's passive aggressive type of tra- trash talk that happens about that other person. And, you know, so if that, so like, let's say for example, you know, at some one point it was, you know, mom wants to know this and that, and you know, and you're like, well, you know what? Tell your mom to create her own damn memory. 
mm-hmm. you know, and we're going to yeah. go do our thing. That just being said in yeah. general. Yeah. <laughs> is, the kid picks uh, up on that. Yeah. Then it's going to get reported. And then of course the context of, and all of the things in between that happened are then not reported. Right? Yeah. Yep. So, I think both parents could be in the wrong yeah. in that situation, but at the same yeah. time, the kid is stuck in the middle, you know, and as a parent, sure. There's one team, the yeah. kid, yep. right? The, the, yeah. other, the other in, in, instance is like, I look at it as, cause I have to be in a co-parenting situation. Sure. Is it, if that parent's wanting to do something cool and it's like that, they have this activity they're doing, I'm not going to, like, I would feel out of, it's not my place to go and join that situation. Unless I'm like asked to be, or like it was an activity that both were kind of shared. Like it's one thing being a sporting event, right? Like mm-hmm. if my kid yeah. is playing a sport and mom took him to that game that day, or someone would expect that, like, I'm going to be welcome yeah. to come watch. Of course. And it's one thing if it's like, they're going to Silverwood. I want to know yeah. what time they're going to Silverwood because I want to go watch my kid ride on the roller coaster. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think it's the other party's business, really, what you're yeah. doing, unless there was, like, a group invitation involved. You know what I mean? Oh, exactly. It's like, I can't really say that, but I can't speak from a split household yeah, from yeah. That, that, that side. So... You know, but what I can say is, I, I guess my first, yeah, not, you know, me response would be, I mean, it's none of your freaking business when we're going. Your, your weekend's next weekend. <laughs> yeah. Back off. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, so like in my mind, it's like, well, uh, well, is it interest, is it actual interest in creating memories or is it invasive manipulation to, Oh, that's good. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's, so, that's you, 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 like, you have to ask yourself, like, does, why, why do you need to know what exact time? And, and you're going to say, because you want to watch them on the roller coasters. Um, why can't you go to the roller coasters when it's your weekend? Yeah, right? Exactly. And so, so, and if that's the, the, the agreement, right? So like if, if there's like this, right, there's always muddy water, right? Where yeah. it's like, well, we were supposed to do this together or let's, let's like group engagements. Like we talked, right? So if there was like a, we were supposed to do it as a family and then now you're doing it and now, you know what I mean? And there's yeah. that weird hitch there, then I get it. But, um, the, I, me personally, I would be uncomfortable probably with that. I'd be like, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll go when we go and we'll go and we go and get, get back when we want. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the, and like, <laughs> you know, here's you the know, secondary aspect we're gonna of be that safe. Too, is now I'm not only like having this conversation back and forth between my child, but now I'm involving all of the interwebs. Sure. With my comp- my conversation and then hoping everybody takes my side. Um that is a that is a uh that is you would wear that badge. Victim behavior. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. victim behavior, yeah. right? That's uh we on the positive side we would call that stakeholding. Yeah. Right. If you were to look at that from a positive point of view, mm-hmm. that would be called stakeholding, right? Trying to find people who might have more power and influence than you over a topic. Yeah that uh you care about right yeah yeah so i uh, think think uh like who better to talk about single dad issues than bill gates coming up oh i said it i said <laughs> it so who right like so that's what i'm saying it's like if 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 he so to speak was to say it's the norm yeah of then you know maybe right so that's called stakeholding can sure. help bolster your idea of what is normal with with someone that appears to have a lot more power in that situation so, than you of the yeah. kids that go through counseling, you know, the majority, what's the majority numbers of ones that are from split households? Like, is it, is it majority that the kids that are in counseling come from a um, split household? 
Well, let me start by saying I Or is that a I really loaded question? Yeah, well, it's not <laughs> it's not that it's so the problem is, is that I don't really necessarily know the demographic okay. in my situation. Gotcha. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, do I see parents, both parents come in, come in with kids? Um, no, no, not usually. Yeah. Um, more, more likely it's a one parent brings the kiddo kind of thing. And but that's also the sign of a normal working household, right? Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. If you got soccer practices and bands sure. and multiple kids well, I mean, and multiple parents, it's, you know, it's you. You 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 you're divvying, have your own responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, right. You're divvying yeah. that up. So, yeah. But, <laughs> that's a tough one. Uh, Since you're not looking at the numbers, what I can say is that in my experience, single parent households do have some sort of an effect on children. Yeah, I think that you would you would be masking truth. Uh, by saying anything else, yeah, you know, and uh, it, just because it, it, the 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 biological foundation of a mammal, right, is mm-hmm. this is is not a single parent household, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just not. So well, you could so, say the biblical side right. of it too. You could, right. I mean, yeah, right. we, we have that discussion <laughs> there's, there's, often. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I think uh, it, I don't see both the parents very often. Yeah. I can say that. So I can't say it's because they're split or it might just be a busy household, but I can, I can say it definitely uh, does play a part. So yeah. can I, in, in that, that aspect, in that, their mental health, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For definitely like, plays a part in the kid's mental health. I think oh, any, time. any aspect when you, when you bring a child to a doctor, typically you're seeing one parent and that's it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, right. I, I right. even when I was, I was married, I didn't go to every doctor's appointment with a wife. No, the times I mean, you was, will it was see, too hard. Yeah. The times you will see both parents yeah. is usually a high conflict situation. Yep. Um, <laughs> most of the time Just, that we, that, that you do see both parents in a counseling situation, it's because there's a need for all three parties to be in some sort of yeah. counseling because of maybe say like a full on dysfunctional family. Unit yeah. That where everybody needs to be involved and kind of understand how your adult, adult relationship is now kind of affecting this child's opinion on what an adult looks yeah. like. Sure. Right. And, and then they start to engage. They want to try to engage in behaviors that are uh, attention seeking. doesn't matter if it's negative or not. So, right. Do you think that a child that grows up watching a parent with that, with like a mental health disorder, a mental diagnosis, um, ends up kind of emulating some of those behaviors or actions? Like it becomes a learned or growth based well, I mean, behavior. <laughs> I know that's a really deep question. We talked about Emulating this beforehand. The behavior is but okay. So like so uh, many kids grow kids up mirror being like their parents, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. children up to the age of six have more mirroring neurons in their bodies than any other nerve cell. So that means up until wow. they're six years old and pruning starts, pruning is the process of nerve uh, cells and like say old memories and things like that being Pruned away yeah, like, like a my, bush. I was right. having a conversation with Owen the other day. Right. He couldn't remember two years ago when we went to Seattle to the airplane museum. And that was like one of the coolest things he did. And he's like, right. I don't remember going. Right. I'm like, and so somewhere along the line, usually when you're sleeping, yeah, right. That file was brought up. Is this an important to remember file at age six? Am I going to need this for my whole life? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like don't go into traffic or no. don't touch hot things. Right. Is this a, a skill or yeah. a memory that I'm going to need to remember in order to save my life? The answer is no. At six, dumps it. prune it away. It probably dumps it. Yeah, yeah. So you, then that's pretty. That's pretty regular. So no. and and so do kids 
emulate their parents and what they do, their behaviors and their mannerisms. Absolutely. A hundred percent. That's how they learn to be humans. That's yeah. humans learn to be humans by yeah. watching other humans that we're called mimetic. We're mimetic beings. That means we mimic what we see yeah. and how to act, which is why they all, which is why Mr. Rogers used to say in traumatic situations and difficult situations, look around for the people who are helping because there's always people helping. Right. So he's, he understands the dynamic that in intense situations, you, a human is going to look to other humans around them to see how they're supposed to act to survive. Even if they're not even surviving, they're going to look to say, what's everybody in the room doing that I'm not doing. They're all patting their head. I'm going to pat my head because it must mean that I'm going to survive. Right. Because everybody walks in the room, people stand up right, and then everybody starts standing up. Exactly. Yep. Right. Standing ovations work the same way. Right. Mm -hmm. On on, on like a more passive scale, but the same idea, right. It's like Mm -hmm. understanding that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Totally (laughs) makes sense actually. A lot of sense. So. With kids, I think I think you have no choice but to say they are a lot of like their parents' yeah. mannerisms and all that. So, will they pick up? Will they be like full on diagnosed with a mental health disorder that, a, that an adult disorder that a, a so, parent had? I mean, that's a different type of con. So, topic, can they can but, they break that? Yeah, because here's the loaded. That's a better question, right? Course, I mean, yeah. it's like if you take that child out of that environment and put them into a healthy one, are they still going to show some? Of I mean, the do you, do you really? You know, these are interesting questions because I would answer the question back to you. Do you have to take the child out of that environment in order to create a healthy mind? No. no. So I guess or the can a child is- cultivate a healthy mind through healthy input? Different. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, you might not necessarily have to live in the, like what we would refer to as the white picket you're fence, not have the Brady Bunch yeah, you're not family, the so yeah. to speak, in order to uh, make a difference in who you are, you know, be something, sure. be something that you can stand behind, yeah. you know, uh, have a life you can hang your hat on, so to speak. Yeah. I, I don't think that. Yeah. I think you could say that. So I think a lot of people want to know, is it genetics or environmental? Can you mental health disorders? Yeah. I mean, genetically, yeah, I don't think you can, you can transfer that. Can <laughs> you? Just, that's, is that did even you just thing? ask me that? Okay. okay. Like people, people have that question. So, people, so, so, hey, okay. Like, so like, can I tell a joke real quick? Absolutely. Okay. So which came first, the chicken or the egg? Chicken. No, absolutely not. Do you want to know the real answer? This is so blatantly obvious. I don't know why people even have this. Educate yourself. <laughs> Educate yourself. Let me, I'm going to drop some knowledge on you. Go here, for it. Okay. Yeah. Domesticated chickens have been around for 10,000 years. Dinosaurs laid eggs. Domesticated chickens. Chickens. 10,000 years old. The egg is way, 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 way before the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like billions and billions and billions of years. So when did the egg, have, it, when right? did the egg decide to be a chicken? <laughs> Oh man, get out. Right. Um, the yeah, the chicken nuggets were. <laughs> okay, so ask your the question. The dino sorry, nuggets. That's where it was, right there. The dino chicken nugget. came from the dino <laughs> nugget. <laughs> right. There you go. So I, I do. I have people that ask, you do they think is mental health, which obviously in my mind I'm thinking no. Nature but is nature. it, well, genetically, can you, yeah. can you pass it down through the genetic? Yeah, absolutely. So, or, so the. Right. So was it environmental? Because genetically, yeah. So let's use schizophrenia for schizophrenia, okay. for example, is a, is a great example. So that is, tends to be hereditary. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. You know, so yep. you, you, you see specific severe mental illnesses that are, can be familial, okay. can be yeah. biological, can be, you know, like generation. I mean, I look at like major depressive disorder and things like that. Some say that it is extremely hereditary, but at the same time, I look at it and it's like, it's, but it's also like there is the environmental influence on it. Well, to bring I, the arousal of like triggering that part, right? I mean, I think 
Okay. So I'm, I'm bi- bringing this bi- up because I've hear, I hear right. this at right. times. So biologically speaking, there, there, there are traits, disorders, characteristics of mental yeah. health and mental illnesses that are passed down genetically and biologically. You can't argue. That's a fact. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, the effect of carrying that genetic information. Right. But then you yeah. also will see, uh, well, let's take uh, like Asperger's. Yeah. Right. Or mm-hmm. the autism spectrum, for example. Right. Um, I prefer hamburgers. You know, so, uh, you know, but then uh, the other side, can you foster a mental health disorder based on environment mm-hmm. or yeah. environmental circumstances? Or exacerbated. If you or, asked yeah. any man who, or woman, ever served in a combat zone if mental health disorders can be manifested by situational and environmental application i think that you would have right well, I mean, yeah, that's that's why PT, yes. ptsd exists because yeah. of that that's literally what it yeah. is it's a manifestation of a mental health disorder because of a traumatic situation yeah, yeah. Is that, right so it's mm-hmm. so and that's not hereditary you know my daddy or my granddaddy had ptsd so when i go to war i'm gonna have ptsd mm-hmm. now they're there's a link there. Don't get me wrong. But again, trigger, right? Is, it we, the, is the military the problem? If I'm a typewriter running kind of guy that's not seeing combat zones and your right, field cook, mm-hmm. can I say that I'm going to be pi- biologically predisposed for P- military based PTSD? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, not at all. Right. It's, it's going to be a situational thing. Yeah. So you really, you really see a lot of, of both. Um, one of my friends was dis was, discharged from the military for not disclosing that his father was a Vietnam veteran that had severe PTSD flashbacks and mental, mental illness. Interesting. I didn't um, think they would do that. And it, well, it, I mean, he could have been lying. Junior, do you remember <laughs> see, if that was on the, uh, on the but, questionnaire? I don't remember that being even a question. I honestly don't remember. He, either. He's, Again, it's he been a while. In, he served in, he served in, in, yeah, he was, a, he was a Marine in demolitions. Oh, he was a combat oh, engineer. He was a re- yeah, yeah. Right. No, 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 no. Re, uh, recon <laughs> demolitions, like not, not civilian <laughs> demolitions. No, not, that's combat or engineers are, like, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say like, he's a, he would, he would, he would make explosive right devices out of things, things that I was like, you can do yeah, that. If you see you know, me running, you better be running. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and, uh, probably more tours than most people, I would say between, you know, him getting discharged because of that. And then he was able to re-enlist uh, as a sawman in the army. Now he's he's running M two forty Bravo. Saw, the, what is it? The thirty two saw or thirty eight saw? I think is what it is. Two forty Bravo machine gun. Yeah, yeah so, that's yeah. saw. We call it saw because yeah. cut trees down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what he does now. Uh, so apparently, maybe so either he wasn't telling me the truth or one branch didn't care and the other did. So he would, he probably <laughs> is he is so, he still a marine? No, no. no he, was, he was discharged so, and then got got back in by going through the army itself. That, okay, so that makes sense. So he went, he went from the Marines, lied on, on the questionnaire. The Marines are big, big, big about. So you can go from the Marines into any branch. Right. But you can't go, like, you can go from the Marines to the Army, to the Air Force, to the Navy, but then you cannot go back to the Marines. Right. Once you're a Marine, as soon as you leave to another branch, you're you reassigned. Back. So what a lot of people do. You're not a Marine after that? You, know, you give it, you give you it up. Really? You gave up your title. Yeah. Oh, see, so well, that's, wow. I mean, once a so Marine, always So you're, you're it's, saying. It's what they say is, so what the, the deal is, if you want to do the four spectrum where you want to go Army Ranger, yep. uh, Navy SEAL, Airborne, um, air, whatever, mm-hmm. and then hit Recon Rangers, 
and then you got all four of them, you want to do the Marines last because yeah, if, if you don't my memory up. serves me, you can't go, can't go back. You cannot, once you leave the, the Marine Corps, you can't crazy. Go back. So it sounds yeah. like the guy went 12 B combat engineer. That's the army MOS to, um, probably an 11, which is infantry. Awesome. If he's running a 240 Bravo, more than likely, I, I he's, he's, the, he he's the guy in the last the end of the squad holding the 240 in the back. I felt like he went from talking about spec ops type of stuff to then when I touched base with him when he was deployed, he'd be like, we're bringing a bunch of soccer balls to kids in Iraq. So it went, <laughs> it went from like crazy stories of like sneak in, sneak out, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, to, well, what are you doing now? Uh, and then he sends me a pic, you know, a picture of a gigantic box of soccer balls and a bunch of Iraqi kids all that'd be, smiling. That'd be an amazing. You know? And I was trip. like, I was like, what are you doing? And it, that's what he tells me. He says, that's, that's our job now is instead of going around and engaging in insurgent. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Assault wow. that we, we now are, are focusing our platoon specifically is, is focusing on like the re like the revitalization I'm of to remember what that's called. Tristan. Yeah, I don't remember the name. You know? they, so they were bringing soccer balls to schools and, and being the, if I had to use the word Captain America, right? Good, the Captain goodwill. America, goodwill. the goodwill, the yeah. Samaritan of the, look at how good the American military is, right? That image Sorry. piece of it. So then he started kind of doing That's that. That's really cool. Yeah. 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 For helping. Oh, yeah. Now he's a poli sci major. He came back, you know, he came back and he's, he's not in anymore. He went back to Eastern. Mm-hmm. He's a poli sci guy. Mm. Can't even talk to him. So, Corey, do you have any. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I can't even talk to him. Yeah. Let, me, let me tell do you, you about the world. Do you have any suggestions uh, for the listeners, people out there, on how to resolve their traumas? Yeah. Or sure. even address it, right? Yeah. I mean, the first, some people the first step in. And any problem, problem solving technique, right, is acknowledging that a problem exists. You know, um, that itself can be very, very difficult. You know, call that pre pre contemplation, either not being aware of a problem or refusing to acknowledge a problem exists. Um, you know, so here, here's what I can say. Um, I think the whole entire world can benefit having a counselor. I mean, you have a person, you have a person that you can vent to that you can turn to that you can trust. You know what I mean? You like, especially if you have like the right type of right, the relationship with the counselor, you find the right one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? That's a, that's a person that, that um, maybe it's irreplaceable. Yeah. Minimally yeah, inter- interacting with you really. Um, it was my, know. it was my safe spot to, to decompress. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And, and if there's no other one, then that's kind of the, the safety net for everybody. Yeah. Right. It's a safe sound no matter what, which is why it's so important. And your friends and your family, like, yes, well, they want to support you. Yeah. Like that's not the place to just place your baggage. No, it definitely creates people, you know, you create family, you know, family clicks and and people are at odds with each other based on stories that were given under, you know, whatever pretense and scope. Or you're putting your, your stress and your anxiety on other people to like, Hey, carry this for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's not fair for somebody else to carry Um, for you. However, Human beings are social creatures, you yeah. know, so we, we, we depend on that we safety relationship. Network, right? Yeah, we absolutely do. Um, but what I can say is that there is not a better facilitator to unlocking the, the cobwebs or the knots that have formed, so to speak, in, in, th- in thought and behavior 
um, throughout life than a counselor. Licensed mental health counselor on up. I mean, even addiction counseling, you know, like I, you know, personality disorders or mental health disorders are not specifically a part of the scope of practice of an addiction counselor. However, um, if the mental health disorder is related to and intertwining with the use or self-medication of, right, the problem, then, then you're kind of within that realm to to speak about how they're connected and what, what you might do about it, you know? So, um, you know, I, I see, I see a tremendous amount of people who don't want to take the chance of being great because they're afraid of what it might mean to get it right. So, so hold on, say that again. I see that's, that's what is right. Like I I see a lot of people who are, are unwilling to take the chance at being great because they're kind of afraid of what it might mean to kind of be firing on all cylinders and get it right. And then even like, if you take it even one step further, they're afraid of that. And then just beyond that, they're afraid of what happens if they stumble and everybody sees me, I'm a fraud. Right. Especially with the stigma of like, say addiction, for example, or, um, you know, certain personality disorders, you know, you always hear, yeah. like, oh, well, that's just who they are. It's, oh, they failed again. That's just who they are. That's just, it's just a part of their journey. Or, you know, like it's almost like they use, they use failure uh, or their mental health disorder or substance use disorder as the scapegoat for um, accepting the failure. Yeah. yeah. Does that make like sense? Start like wearing it as a label. Yeah. yeah. So like, uh, I don't have to think that you're capable of doing more because I always have the excuse of, well, you're just an alcoholic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Having to go beyond that and be right. Like us spouses, fathers, worker, you know, like workers, friends, confidence, like all these things. Right. Um, it's, uh, you need some help. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, there's no, I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you think you, you just got to reach out for it. That's the hardest part yeah. is saying, you know, golly, if I get all this right and things start going right, then what? And because you can't say the then what, cause you've never had that before or you lost it so easily. It makes it a terrifying, Dude. terrifying thing. It's, so, that applies to so know. much stuff though, too. Like not yeah. just overcoming. I mean, that's a relationship. This, this yeah, is the, too, the but, coach Carter moment. Yeah. We've all seen that movie, right? Do you know that I used, when I was a clinician, I used that very speech by Marianne Williamson. Oh, you want me to do it? I'm yeah. not, I know exactly what you're about to play. I've got to pull No, I'm not going to play it. If you, you want to say it, go play? for it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing though. What, are the, what is your deepest fear? Yep. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, or talented? When in reality, who are you not to be? You're a unique child of God and you're playing small does nothing to serve the world. That is so much better than the right. actual speech that was given. Right? Because like, they left that part out. I'm so glad it's, you're my it's friend. true. It's just, so Mar- Marianne Williamson <laughs> wrote, that, wrote that. And that's, that's not ex- exactly, but she wrote that no. in, a, in a, book, a book called The Book of Love. And she ran for Democratic uh, nominee, by the way. That's the same Marianne Williamson. Really? I didn't know that. Same one? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. in the movie, he says after the deepest fear part, uh, powerful beyond measure, he goes, it is our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so other people won't feel insecure around you. We're all meant to shine like children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in every one of us. And as we let our own light shine, we, uncon- we, let, we unconsciously give permission to others for others to do the same. And as we are liberated from our own fears, our presence automatically liberates and others. You did not read Man, that off so the good. screen. Everybody listening, you know, he read like, that. That is that, crazy. That, that was that, awesome. If I could live, if I, if I could say, put like a shirt on that was like my mantra for life, and my own reclamation and yeah. re-emergence, 
it would be that. Yeah. A hundred percent. If, well, I met you. If, as, you know, I met you at soccer, right? Like we're right, coaching right. soccer together. Yeah, and it's yeah. like the, this, like kind of blossoming of a friendship that kind of grew from that. And it was just because, like, one, we had kids. That, my kid kept falling down and crying, and I'm like, <laughs> I didn't want to be the one to always yell at my kid. And I like look at you, and I'm like, Can you talk to my son? Because like, <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm, he's sensitive. <laughs> he's so sensitive. He's so sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but no, no it's, to, it's to hear your story really and like is. where that comes from is like, man, I spent way 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 too long in my life caring about what other people thought rather than determining it does that does that make sense i think if i could give any 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 person advice don't let somebody form an idea of what they think of you make it make it for them right because if, if you're if you're content or you learn to become content with taking the high road you know, all, never being willing to shine for what you have to have, you know, what you have to say, Path what you have to offer, right? Yeah. Like if, you, if you're constantly doing that, then number one, you're doing yourself a disservice, right? And you're giving, you're doing everyone else a disservice too. How many times, and it might be, it's probably different for every single person in this room, but could you guys name like one person that said something to you where you were like, man, that, that really affected me personally. It changed the way I thought, acted, felt about something that was significant for me. Yeah. Right. It's, about 30 it, 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 seconds it's, ago. Said that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Think about what would have happened if they never said it. Like for example, what if Martin Luther King Jr. Was afraid to have a dream. What if he was afraid? What people would think about what that if he was so comments. afraid when he saw all those people, he did the, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. Right. And, and backed sure. out and, and suddenly, Right, an entire, right, an entire. I believe that was world the key in Peel's changing. Kid, by the way, the, the guy that followed him, and right. he's like, "How do I follow mm-hmm. that?" Yeah, yeah. Right, right, <laughs> and that's that's really what it is. Like, if if you those, there's this old adage that says the 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 richest or the most amount of treasure is found in a graveyard, because it's filled with men and women who had ideas that were never, they never had the confidence to bring forward out there, right, like. Not everybody's a Ben Franklin. Not everybody's a, a an Elon Musk. An Elon Musk, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. is willing to like literally dream and do like all in one. I mean, it's remarkable. Yeah, some you know, not everybody's like that. You know, so I think that if you can gain motivation by acknowledging those that shine around you, and then not be afraid to shine yourself, you're, not only are you going to get further because it's going to help you see confidence in places where other people don't have confidence right but then you're doing the community a service right because you got you have everybody has a verse everybody has a a page that they need to contribute you know some of us have little dingy short paragraphs with terrible grammar and not really that much interesting stuff to say right but others have a page that's gilded and Right, intense drama they found filled. Out, yeah, instead right? of what so they were being saved from, right. they found out what they were saved for. Yeah, 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 right. It's like what you do with the dash, I guess is yeah. what they say. You know, some people, <laughs> yeah. it's like, man, their list is remarkable, you know? And that's kind of the way I look at it. You, you can't be afraid to shine because you being afraid to shine makes it okay for me and my son to not shine, which yeah. is not how we become a better anything. we don't become better mechanics by being okay doing shitty mechanic work right you continue to find those that are able to go above and beyond what normal or the average can do right and that becomes the new standard yeah Yeah. right you see it in uh sports all the time 
Olympic sprinting, right? When we were kids, Michael nine, Johnson, nine, nine yeah. was unheard of. Yeah. yeah. Michael nine Johnson. Like, I remember he had the world record yeah. for a while. And then like all of a sudden Usain Bolt comes around and you're like, yeah, like different. Animal. Yeah. You know, and you see, well, and you know, at the Olympic trials this year, it's you're seeing 17 year old kid. You're like, seeing records fall yeah. that have been around Lots. for 40 years, yeah. you know? So you're just, you're seeing the natural progression. So, you know, but don't, don't, don't be afraid. Going outside the box to try to do the, the, it's like what Ben Franklin said of like, you know, the difference between genius and insanity, you know, sure. like doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Insanity. Yep. Insanity. But when you're a genius, like you're going to do things differently to try to achieve the same result. Sure. And, you know, so like the innovation. Stuff I'm going to twist it, your mind up and say, you just said, sounds a lot like addiction. That's <laughs> true though. It <laughs> is. Doing the same no, thing over yes, and over to not, get the same result. Not, yeah. Is it genius wrong. or is it? Yeah. insanity and, right? but, so. but then like you know let's look at the people that have been say you're you're listening to this podcast and you've been stuck in a train of thought trying to go the same route over and over again. every day i'm telling myself to do something like i'm gonna be this today i'm gonna finally kick it today and you haven't done it have you done something different yeah you know or have you done something beyond you have you included somebody else in your struggle to try to get get to what you want to be and a lot of people i mean that that that's a foreign concept that you have to bring in somebody else. Have you ever heard it takes a village? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah right? no, 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 that's, that's what why do we, why do we forget that when we get older? But that's what a counselor yeah. is, man. It's like, you're getting that extra yeah. help. You might get the outside insight. I have, to, I have people that, that, that won't, that don't realize the help is there. And then once they realize there's a tremendous amount of help waiting, yeah. they almost are like, Oh, you I don't want clinical. I don't know if I want this because it's like, through. Whoa, yeah, right, yeah. right. It's like, well, you know, someone's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm homeless and I'm, you know, I'm dealing with this. And it's like, oh, okay, well, we got this, 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 and this, and we can get all this set up and you can have all this funded and this is paid for and we can do it all within 90 days, you know, get you all set up. And, and they're kind of like, that's a lot. They've gotten comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I heard, heard people say like they have that crutch and they, yeah. they're afraid to let yeah. go. They're, they're yeah. used to playing the yeah. sad song on the same street corner every day. It's easy yeah. to get a participation trophy. Oh Yeah. <laughs> it's easy to get a participation trophy. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. Right. But to be the MVP, to be the all-star, to get, you know, to be the Alan Doe, right. The, the Ronaldo, the, you meant like you truly have to be an exceptional standout. And now you can't just be an exceptional standout. Yeah. You have to be even a further exceptional. Standout. Not everybody's going to be Bill Gates, Elon you know, Musk, you know, no, Jeff yeah. Bezos, no, whatever. That's, there's, there's, yeah. you know, who there's made those, you know, who around. made those people though. So people just like you and me. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a village. That's a, that's not a job. I mean, Jeff Bezos. If nobody ever bought his books on that stupid site, yeah. <laughs> originally, yeah. right? If so many people didn't engage in illegal downloading yeah. with Napster, Elon Musk would be a broke ass college kid <laughs> <laughs> with a civil engineer degree, wondering who he was going to work for next. And what weird name he was going to give his kids? Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, amazing exactly. to, to know right? what he's actually part of because he created PayPal. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. So he's who knew. So think about this. Think about this. Napster, PayPal, yep. SpaceX, Tesla. Tesla. I mean, the dude's got <laughs> like, Midas touch. Just, uh, yeah. yeah. And he makes flamethrowers for residential Which use. Is cool. That's like, <laughs> dude, so I don't even, <laughs> I wouldn't even have to hear anything else. Well, I would have invited him to the, the wedding. Now you have like the just boring the, company. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Now you do, do, do yeah, and then it's, yeah. Right. You know what that is? He goes public and then someone's barking in his ear. You yeah. know, this is, 
you know, you're too rough around the yeah. What are you smoking pot with Joe Rogan, <laughs> Elon <laughs> Musk? You're, you're better than that. Need you, some elk meat and some people, MDMA. People need to think that you're a boring <laughs> science nerd. Yeah. And then he's like, I know what we'll do. We'll make hats and call it the boring company. Yeah. Oh exactly. <laughs> and, and then he, you know what he does? Sells a billion hats. That's his, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, he was able to sell like, what was that? 250,000 units of those flamethrowers for 50 G's a piece yeah. and like less than an hour. Like yeah. he sold out. So like when he backs like Dogecoin. I want to buy one. But yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, uh, but you know, moving forward, cause I think we're about ready to kind of wrap this up and, and put a bow on it, but you know, uh, I think we're not going to put a bow on it. We're going to just, this is gilded. This we're going to pinch episode. it off. Yeah. yeah. Pinch we're going to pinch it off. Here's what advocacy. I yeah. And I want to bring Corey back again. Yeah. yeah. Dude, you're cool. This yeah. is fun. Well, I appreciate that. I, I like the little nuggets. I like myself. Yeah. <laughs> we like, you. we totally like you. Yeah. Here, so. Here's what I'll leave with. If you were ever even thinking about help, or even said to yourself when you thought about, well, should I get help? Plug if you your, said to yourself, plug your, I'm too, I'm, I'm too manly for that. Or dudes don't do that. Or, you know, we don't do that in my family. What I'm going to say to you is, uh, yes, you do. You yep. do do that because that's the responsible thing to do is reach out when you are drowning. Yep. Right. So reach out. Don't be afraid to do it. There's a million people out there just like me you know, that are waiting for your call and nobody's going to be like, all right, chicken shit. We'll put you on the list with your mental health disorders and your granny panties. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's not going to happen like that. <laughs> you know, it's just not, you know I mean? Like you're going to be treated adequately and with your dignity, respect and self-esteem in at the forefront of how you're being treated forever. And I, maybe not everybody's like that, but that's yeah. how we are at beyond behavioral health. I'm never going to be like, come on, man, you're more manly than this. You can, you can pull out of it. How can you That's reach not, you again? How can we reach you? You can find us online beyond behavioralhealth.com. You can call us at 509-368-9863. Boom. I yeah. want to, I want to thank Corey. I want to awesome. seriously deeply yeah. thank you for coming in today. No problem. So, no, this was fun. Yeah. yeah. This has been the Dadvocacy Podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Tristan. Yeah. And we have Corey, Leo, and Junior. Holy whole <laughs> house in here. So thanks Holy for joining smokes. us for episode yeah. number 26. And uh, we'll be back next week. Mm-hmm.